0: Right, what's going on, everybody? This is the Philly Experience oh, Podcast mother- coming on strong today. Way to go, take. We're oh. broadcasting live from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania in a beautiful studio here. No, it's just back in the Tanner's apartment again. Appreciate you uh, for allowing us to be here again today. Yes, sir. Um, and, and again, we have a lot to get to. And I, I don't want to make this similar to last week. We want to switch it up as much as possible here. That's why I'm already having some difficulty, but we'll get everything sorted out. Yeah, it's my um, fault. I'll
1: take responsibility. For we have
0: uh, we have the whole the whole off season to really prepare for what we expect to be a uh, hopefully mediocre to decent to uh, some say good Eagles team. And all of a sudden, we're about two days away from football beginning, five days away from the Eagles starting. Um, And we will get to the Philadelphia Eagles very shortly, but I do want to open the forum today with the three of us together uh, and talk about the Dallas Cowboys and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers as the Buccaneers will raise the trophy uh, and raise the banner in Tampa Bay on Thursday night football. And you have obviously Tom Brady again with all the Super Bowl reigns, and we get that whole deal. But I think the bigger story here uh, with regard to the Eagles is obviously the Cowboys. Uh, Zach Martin will miss the game due to COVID. Um, and he tested positive or was was he
2: in contact with somebody who tested positive? Uh, I believe it was a positive test. Okay.
0: So he's going to miss the game on Thursday and then you have Dak Prescott who was the topic uh, in all Dallas news outlets this past offseason again with his shoulder bothering him still. Obviously, I, I, you have. This. I got a
1: serious question, and this and this needs to be um, uh, solved and discussed. Um, is it about Dak Prescott? No, it's, it's about the Cowboys in general. Um, why do we continue giving a damn about the Cowboys? That has always befuddled me. What? No, we don't. Revision. No, we, we don't. We don't, don't give a damn. This is worth. It. Okay, it maybe you guys are not understanding my approach. Why do we have to give a damn about the? Ca- why is the Cowboys always topic of discussion nationally? Like it's well, not just uh, us that nationally,
2: care about. Them. T- because apparently they're. America's team which, which is you know up for debate but we're talking about the Cowboys because they're a team that's always so close to the Eagles uh, in the division race usually uh, and it's the, the Dallas Cowboys and I mean, it's also the first week it's Cavs. the first game
0: of the, of the new season take yeah, we can we you know, if you want to talk about the Buccaneers, we can too. If You want to talk about Chris Godwin, Mike
2: Evans? We can Buccaneers. get into Nick Foles too, too. No,
1: no, not, Absolutely We ain't getting into no damn Nick Foles. No, right. absolutely so, not.
2: Max, let's get back to these Cowboys. Yeah. You've got Zach Martin out, and on the other side, for defense for the Buccaneers, you've got the down Kong over there. So the Cowboys are really going to struggle, especially Dak Prescott, a guy coming back uh, for the first time in a while. Uh, hasn't really been taking those reps needed to be the starting quarterback for a season opener. Um, you have him really, well, none at all preseason play and people are still unsure if he's healed and ready to go for the game so that's going to be a challenge um, for Dak Prescott and if it does not go well what are they going to do at at quarterback until Dak Prescott is ready to go because Andy Dalton is no longer on the Cowboys Um. Uh, is Danucci still on the. No, Cowboys? he got cut. He got cut. Um, Unfortunately. Who's their second string right now? Yeah, the Cowboys. Yeah, day. I gotta look it up it's, real quick. It's gotta be some scrub. Um, Pretty usual. You know how the Cowboys just pick up any player ever? Available. Cam Newton's still floating out there in the rumors? Cam Newton is still floating out there. So. You know
1: what? That, that's the person that I've heard that they're really paying
2: attention oh, to and that they're looking at. I'd really hate Ah, Cooper that. Rush is their second Cooper Rush. School. Can't forget about Cooper Rush. Good yeah. old Rush. Also yeah.
0: signed uh, yeah. Will Greer recently off the right. Panthers. West Virginia uh,
2: quarterback. As Tanner once said, put it uh, very lovely. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Yeah! Wow! Wow! Wow. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. sorry. Yeah. But um, in in all seriousness, this is a Cowboys team that, if everything clicks, is dangerous, especially for the Eagles team. That's why we're bringing it up because you got so many weapons on that offense. We're talking about Zeke, Dak if he's on. You got Cooper, CeeDee Lamb, Gallup. I mean, the the list goes on. Like Jarwin. Yeah, and let's not even. I mean, we're, we're going to get into that defense, too. That, that's going to be strong for the Cowboys. More improved than last year. as one of the worst uh, of defenses course, in the league. And we all know say that. Parsons is now on the Cowboys. And I think he was the one talking trash to Tom Brady uh, leading up to this game. So, hey. you know, the, these players don't learn. Andrew Adams also going right back from all the like, Eagles when they was cut back to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. All i got
1: to say is he must not want to win. You don't trash talk the go. You're asking for it. Why? 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 Why do you give Tom Brady more, nor ammunition? I don't. I've never understood that.
2: Right. Well, let's get into score predictions, guys. What do you think is going to happen for this game? Um, I'll let you two go first, and then, and then I'll give my final word. But Max, if all things considered, how do you think this game is going to go? If I had to predict right now,
0: my gut is telling me to take the Cowboys and think that they're going to win, but my brain is telling me to take the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I don't know why. I think this is, this is going to be one of those games where you have to obviously see how Dak Prescott plays, how he reacts, how he feels. I think one of the big things for me is, uh, or predictions slash, you know, like I said, gut feel that I have is that he's going to be healthy and he's going to be firing on all cylinders. Um, I'm not a huge fan of the preseason. Um, I used to be when I was a kid. Yeah, I was, you was a fan but of a preseason? I, big to, I, I mean, it was like I had when I had Eagles season tickets, I was like, okay, I'm going to go check out the Eagles game and go to two preseason games. And then obviously you have the regular season, so oh I'm a God. fan of it. Oh, my God. But once you see all these guys get injured, J.K. Dobbins gets hurt for the for the Ravens, it's like, wow, what's the what's the point of having your starters out there for longer than a quarter or maybe even less? So I think Dak out's going to come out, and he's going to play well. I think the Cowboys are going to win the game. I think it's going to be close, but I think – not that there's going to be a Super Bowl hangover, because I still expect the Buccaneers to be great, but I think the Dallas Cowboys, for some reason, with all those weapons, I, I think Zeke's not going to be needed to carry the load as much this year. I think Tony Pollard, a guy m- most people don't even discuss, he can play out of the slot, and he gets a pretty solid backup there to Zeke Elliott. So I'm not saying fantasy-wise he's going to have a good year, but I think football-wise, he's going to be a big, big help to that offense. Kind of like a Kenny Gamewell for the Eagles, where he can step into that secondary role, be a good pass catcher,
2: and you're not going to have to hand the ball to Zeke about, what, like 25 times a game? Yeah, unfortunately, I actually do need Zeke to have a decent season because I drafted him in fantasy. But uh, yeah, As long as it's not against the Eagles. So what is exact. wrong with as you? As long as it's not against, against the Eagles, too. What is wrong with and you? And not against the Eagles, he's saying. We're talking right? about so, money here, too. Yeah. Fantasy football, unless it's, Eagles, to fantasy football too. unless it's against the Eagles, I need Zeke to have Without fantasy football, too, the NFL is going down the drain. I understand that,
1: but Tanner, that's dirty money, man.
2: That's well, dirty money. I'll, I'll tell you, money's already dirty, too. It's so many hands. <laughs> <laughs> it was either Zeke Elliott or who else was on the table for you? <laughs> what, Austin Eckler or somebody? So, you guys might disagree with me, but going to fantasy football before we go back to this Cowboys and Bucks matchup, um, I'm pick number six overall. So, uh, what I do is I draft a running back first. And I had yeah, smart the strategy. opportunity... Now, people are going to hate me. And, oh, boy. And uh, I kind of hated myself after this decision. I hate you already. But I picked up Zeke while Adams was still on the board. What?
0: Let me say this thing real quick before I, before I let, let you guys continue. I took, I, I was picking, my my, my closer friend league likes to just take best player of Apple. So you can see Devontae right. Adams going to first round. And you see Stephon Diggs, Travis Kelsey going to first round. But with this, the old head league down in. You know, my dad and a couple, a bunch of his buddies. The old head league, I call it. Old head that? league? No, the old head league. I call it the old head league because yeah. it's me and a bunch of 50, 60, 70-year-old guys. You are so disrespectful. Um, I, I, I had, what, eight running backs went, and then it was like Najee Harris. Um, Saquon actually was already taken. It was Nick Chubb, and Nick Chubb doesn't catch any passes because Kareem Hunt's there. So I was thinking, you know what? I'm either taking Devontae Adams or I'm taking Travis Kelsey. I took Travis Kelsey just because I wanted to First, secure, Tra- that, yeah, secure that tight end position. But when it came back to me, it was either, again, Nick Chubb was still on the board. Um, I think Joe Mixon maybe caught Everett, He Later was still there as well. And I took Stefan Diggs because I think Stefan Diggs is gonna put up more numbers. Long story short, I'm doing the Temple Field hockey game, uh, texting in all my picks as it's just going on. I, I ended up driving home and got there for like the second half of the draft. But right. the main the meat and potatoes of the draft, those, those first couple picks. I, I didn't realize the only running back I had was Chris Carson until like the tenth round. Oh, so geez. basically my R B two ended up being Devin Singletary and uh, yeah,
2: my team just basically gone to hell. But Yeah, I'm I'm in the same boat. I got I got Harris, Najee Harris, and Zeke Elliott, and then I just completely forgot about wide receivers until about the fourth yeah fourth round. Or at that point, you're looking at who like Adam Thielen, guys like like that. Yeah, I I took a uh, flyer on Jacoby Myers. I'm hoping he has a good season. All right, Um, Uh, listen, hey, Mac Jones is
0: there. Hopefully, they'll be able to throw the ball down the field more than Cam Newton.
1: I I hate to do this to the both of you, but. like really, y'all? Did you draft for
2: fantasy this year? I'm not
1: getting into a draft this year. I have way I mean, too many things. You know on my what? Focus. I understand. He's older, I mature. It's, yeah, you know, you want to
2: be relaxed. You know what you I'm going to do? Even though you work for WIP, you know you're not relaxing ever. No, but um. Did you yeah, know what I'm yeah. going
1: to do? I'm going to get involved in uh, betting. That's where the money sports is. Betting. I like sports betting. That's, that's it. where the money is. You are, you you the are you you can can over the, the age listen. of
2: 21. So.
1: There you go. Is WIP is coming into their own with,
0: with more sports betting, getting more involved with that, going to have live shows at casinos and stuff like that. How about you tell us a
1: little bit about that? Yeah, they're doing a BetQL program, which, you know, those guys, they talk about, you know, the more famous, you know, the more popular bets and the more smarter bets that people can take. And, um, you know, they, we're growing our relationship with them. Of course, you know, DraftKings is also a part of us as well. So it's a couple of it's a couple of affiliations that, you know, we are affiliated with. Hey, listen to WIP, be able to get you some discounts on some of those uh, deals.
0: It's really taken the, the sports world by storm, right? Because once everything legalized betting became a big thing, you have obviously the sponsorships. You hear it a lot going to commercial break, coming back from commercial break. That a lot of this stuff revolves around sports betting, all the different kinds of casinos that are around our area. And uh it's it's become, you know, with, with the with the sports networks and stations in the city, they're really trying to give a lot of their money and put a lot of their effort and our resources into the into the sports betting
1: world, I feel like it's a lot more recently. It's a booming thing, especially since it became legalized, like you said before. So you know, I, I listen. I'm, I'm going to participate in it. I've, I've predicted some games in the past, and I've been right about them. And I feel like I should take my chances and, you know, make a couple dollars out of it. I Might absolutely. as well.
0: I mean, listen. Hopefully, they got a couple jobs open by the time me and Tanner get Tanner I
2: get out of college. Yeah. And since we're talking about gambling, we've really got to um, push. If you have a gambling problem, you have to call one eight hundred. That's our responsibility. Now so wow, we're make three, sure he get sued five two two four seven zero zero. If you have got a problem, go fix it.
0: Well, I'll tell you what. Who is, who might have a problem this weekend? And that might be the Philadelphia Eagles and Jalen Hurts uh, behind that offensive line. And listen, it's one of those things where people are people are hyped, people are excited about the offensive line. Not a ton of work in the preseason. Get them healthy. But at the end of the day, I really value that. You know that that obviously health health is a big thing. Health is a huge factor. So that's kind of where it's not the game reps. It's more are they healthy. And that's kind of where my concern lies on Jalen Hurts. Luckily, he's a mobile quarterback. Uh, the Falcons' defense isn't, you know, that great. They aren't that scary. They aren't that devastating um, in terms of creating turnovers, um, you know, short field positioning and things like that. So I'm hoping that the Eagles can pull out a W. I know we'll get into score predictions later on in the show, of course. But for me, uh, we've we got to talk about the Falcons, too. I, I know we got to give the, the audience some
2: depth about that. Finish Falcons. up on the, uh, the Cowboys box. Uh, the yeah box. Um, T, I, I know this is your favorite team to talk about, but um, okay. just going over the prediction, um, just to wrap it up, I, I think the, the Cowboys are really going to be discovering themselves more in this game. Um, it, it's kind of another preseason in a way for the Cowboys, and I'm just talking about the offense because if Dak Prescott is looking like not ready to play right now in game time, whatever quarter they back they put in is basically going to be learning this offense as they go along. So I think it's going to be a hard day for the Cowboys against this Bucks team who has their entire starting roster returning, I believe. I'm the only one here that thinks the Cowboys are winning this game. Yeah, you might be the only one. Wow. Uh, so I, I think it's going to be 28, 13 Bucs. Wow, you think the Cowboys offense is only going to be able to put up 13 against that Bucks defense?
1: I just feel like that defense is – first off, that defense was explosive. And, and on top of that, you don't go into the Super Bowl and shut down Mahomes. Regardless of how many injuries Mahomes had, regardless of how hurt he was, Mahomes is was, is still a quarterback that you respect. Is still a quarterback that is very hard to stop. That is not easy to do what they did in the Super Bowl. Listen, I what do agree. you think they're going to do to a Dak Prescott who's coming off of ankle surgery and shoulder surgery? What's Everything's important. Yeah, go ahead. I, you know what i I got them. I got them high scoring. You know what? I got the Cowboys scoring a little bit more. But my prediction is I'm going to go with 30, for, 30 to twenty. Okay, 30 to 20, okay. I
0: to see, now, my thing is with Dak Prescott, um, I know everything's going to really rely on his play, and everything's kind of pointing in the wrong direction if you think the Cowboys are going to win this game. Well, I understand that. You got Dak Prescott hasn't played in the preseason, coming off a major injury, not only to his ankle, which he completely destroyed, but his shoulder now, which is the bigger story, it seems right. like, in recent weeks. So, uh, and, and you're also talking about top five defense in the league in Tampa Bay, maybe even the top three. Um, some people could argue even number one in the league. So everything kind of points Tampa Bay's way they're, they're going to be hyped, they're raising the banner, they're at home, season opener, everything's tough for the Cowboys. I'm just basing off this up a gut feel. I don't know why I'm feeling it. I think Dak Prescott's going to come out, show everybody how healthy he really is, being mobile, be that same guy that we saw put up ridiculous stats in those first three, four games last year. I really don't think he's going to um, hopefully not have any setbacks, and I don't expect him to. I think he's going to come out, I think he's going to be ready to go. I'm going to sit here right now, and if I had to pick a score, I think it's going to be high scoring. Mm-hmm. Um, when I say that, I don't mean in the forties, but it, it should get into the thirties. I'll say the Cowboys. I'll say the Cowboys score thirty-one points. I'll say the Bucks score twenty-eight. I'll say thirty-one,
1: twenty-eight. Cowboys. I can't get comfortable with the fact of Tom Brady only scoring twenty-eight points in that. Offense. Four touchdowns too. You think the Cowboys are in the thirties? Four touchdowns. Yeah. I like the Cowboys' offense.
0: I, I like their explosiveness. I think Gallup as a wide receiver number three is is a little ridiculous because I think he truly hasn't unlocked his uh, ceiling yet, his, his official upside. Because you have Amari Cooper banged up last year. You have Dak Prescott. It's a wash for the Cowboys last year when Dak gets hurt. Zeke had an off year. But Zeke had an off year, too. They really boxed him in one stack went down um, as far as stacking the, stacking the box on defense. And I think Gallup is one of those players where if he was on a different team, uh, when you don't have C.D. Lamb in front of you, who they invested that high pick in, and you don't have Amari Cooper in front of you. He could really be a legitimate number two wide receiver in this league. Um, and I'm, I'm off the top of my head, I'm trying to think of guys that can, can really compare him to, to maybe Tyler Boyd before they brought in T. Higgins and Jamar Chase. Tyler Boyd was one of those very solid – not
1: over-the-top superstars, but very solid like wide receiver team. Honestly, to be honest with you, C.D. Lamb really has all the potential to really be a number one receiver. The reason why he's only slated to be a number two receiver in this offense is because of Amari Cooper. But the minute Amari Cooper goes, then you still have a number one. It's not many teams that can arguably say that they have two number one wide receivers on their roster. I think the Cowboys, and I hate to say this, God, I'm throwing up in my mouth just thinking about it. The Cowboys are in an excellent position in terms of wide receiver. They really are. They... Who are you taking? Who are you taking? AJ Brown and Julio, or CD and Amari Cooper? Ooh, that's a tough, that's a tough one. Only because I don't know what I'm going to get from Amari Cooper from year to year. I got to go with AJ Brown
2: and uh, oh, yeah. Julio Jones. Yeah. I like to hear that too because I also I I did get one wide receiver that that's decent on my team and that is AJ Brown. But I think out of the duo with Julio Jones on the, um, the the downside, I guess you could say, of his career, even though he puts up great stats, still do. I, I think Cooper and CD Lamb would be a duo that I would pick uh, rather than AJ Brown and Julio. Especially CD has all that
0: upside and relatively younger Julio a little yep. bit more banged up right. lately, and even AJ Brown has some injury right. risk history. Yeah. I know he's been banged up with his knee in the past couple of seasons. Um, and, and I want to flip the script down and talk about this Falcons team. I know we have we touched on the Eagles. So you have Matt Ryan coming in again, like mm-hmm. his 1,000th year in the league for the time. <laughs> um, no, obviously not legitimate. But um, Julio Jones is gone. You know Calvin Ridley, probably the best receiver on the field. I, obviously, we know Devontae Smith with a lot of upside. But Calvin Ridley, most established wide receiver on the football field. He's going to be a problem for the Eagles secondary. You have uh, the backfield there with Mike Davis and then Wayne Gallman, who just signed last week. So mm-hmm. he might not be up to speed on the playbook by week one, but I think he's a serviceable running back. He was with the San Francisco 49ers in training camp. He got cut in favor of guys like Jermichael Hasty. Um, I think uh, who else was on? Uh, Raheem Moser, obviously. Trey Sermon, who they drafted in the third round out there in San Francisco. So he's he's going to come in behind Mike Davis, who I truly don't believe was a three down workhorse. Regardless, um, he stepped in for CMC last year when CMC got hurt yeah. in Carolina, and then he was he was what well. he did well. He, did he, great. he provided some some solid numbers. So uh, their the running game is mediocre, I would say on paper and uh, the Eagles should be uh, Eagles people and when I say people I mean you, you listen to radio networks you listen you, you read articles right. they're saying that the Eagles defense might be more I should
1: say I should say they have a higher floor than the Eagles offense this year well the thing of it is that it- everybody's more relying on the defense to carry this team because the defense has more experience on their side of it. A, those a lot guys of praise been, for the court,
0: defensive coordinators.
1: Exactly. Football. And Jonathan Gannon is a young up-and-coming defensive coordinator. They really, you know, around NFL circles, they really believe that he's the next big thing in terms of defense. But also, not only that, but the chemistry that those guys have on defense no matter what. Remember, they've been through most of their years with Jim Swartz, but that core is still there. But Cox still there. Brandon Graham is still there. Jarius Slay. Um, two years now, this is going, going into his second year with the Philadelphia Eagles. You know, the core guy in Rodney McLeod coming back, trying to come back. Those core guys are still there, so that's the reason why, you know, the experts are saying that the Eagles are going to carry, the Eagles defense is going to carry this team. Now – I don't think we should overlook the offense. I think it's going to take a minute for the offense to get themselves together to get their feet up under them, but I don't think they should be overlooked. But this is where the running game comes into play. This is where Miles Sanders comes into play. This is where Boston Scott comes into play. This is where Kenny Gainwell comes into play. Those three guys are going to be the uh, are going to be the guys to carry this offense. Because I still think in terms of chemistry, in terms of getting themselves together, Jalen Hurts might be hit and miss with some of these receivers. It might take a minute for them to get their things together in terms of passing yards. Will Devontae Smith score a touchdown this weekend? Hmm.
2: I think so. Huh. Really? regular will. Really? You got Rigor scoring a touchdown? I mean, of course, I would love to see Smith get a touchdown. Don't get me wrong, but I think what I saw in the preseason game against the Patriots, I, I think they, they already had him figured out uh, right when he got in there. But, um,. I, it's hard to say because I didn't get to see the connection between Hurts okay. and Smith in there. This is true. But if I'm if I'm betting money on it, I, I would go with the safer bet as he would not get a to touchdown this game. I, I think Hurts is gonna. I think he's gonna get one on the ground. Okay.
0: Um, but That's I, a good prediction. I, I, hurts
2: on the ground. He's definitely gonna be yeah. throwing it around a lot more. He's, yeah, yeah, He's not gonna have. Well, he's he's not gonna have
1: that much of a choice if the game gets a little tight. But he the, the running backs really need to carry this offense. And they're going to need to carry this offense throughout the entire season. I'm going to, I'm going to say Devontae Smith will score a touchdown. In the mm. one. I think he's going to come you, out. You know, the to re- you know the receiver I, I think is going to score? Quest? I, yep, that's my receiver. On a yeah. deep bomb? Uh, I think on a deep bomb. We're going to catch him okay. by surprise. Maybe a little bit of play action. Maybe all three of
2: them are going to get a touchdown.
1: It could be quite possible.
2: Jalen Hurts could have an awesome game. But let me ask you guys this question. I'm not talking about really, um, but if – What does it take for Devontae Smith to prove that he is the guy? How many games, what does he have to do for you to, not really, but say buy a Devontae Smith jersey, what would he have to do for you to be sold on? All right, this guy's going to be here for a while. It would take, it really wouldn't take much because to be honest with you, the the ceiling
1: on wide receivers is so damn low in this city. It, it, It really wouldn't take that much. For me to be like, all right, I'm gonna go out and buy a Devontae Smith jersey. one-handed now.
2: catch, just his first catch one-handed. And then you're like, all right, yeah, yep. I'm done, Smith I'm jersey. done now.
1: I, now, me personally, I don't buy another man's jersey. As y'all see, I got my own. Yeah, you know what? that shut up.
2: <laughs> Fair enough,
0: uh, I will say, you know, I think with Devontae Smith, you I, I'm, you guys know a big college football guy, you're right. huge, huge college football guy. I basically watched every single Alabama game last year, so I had high expectations for Devontae Smith coming into this game. Uh, this season, I guess I should say I'm gonna need to see what he did at Alabama. I want to see him blow by top-notch defenders. I want to see him blow by top-notch defense and dub- double teams. If that if they come his way, he might need to give, get some clout on his on his hands before he gets double teamed like the, like the superstars in the league. And that might be a good thing for him. But I need to see him do what he did at Alabama. Now the question is. Mac Jones was able to get him the football when needed. Will Jalen Hurts be able to do that same thing? Um, I have all the confidence in the world that Devontae Smith was the right pick where we got him, um, where the Eagles got him, I should say. And uh, I, I think that he's going to come in this league and be the real deal. The real I, I mean, I really have high expectations for him. I think he's going to come in, lead the team in receptions, lead the team in yards. I, I think, listen, they drafted him in, in the, top, what was the top 12, top yeah. 12, top whatever 11, whatever it was. So, I, I, not that I'm not like I with the offense as a whole I'm skeptical cuz you guys know I'm skeptical on Jalen Hurts mm-hmm. but with DeVonte Smith the player himself um, I think you know the ceiling is the roof
2: for uh, for him in, in the words of Michael Jordan yeah, the ceiling I, I is really the roof. I really hope so because this this means so much uh, to, to the franchise because if Devontae Smith does not work out and that means Jalen Hurts probably wouldn't work out either because they're kind of feeding off each other's play in a way. This team is in a bad position because you have to look for a quarterback who you would probably trade for instead of drafting. So you have to use those those draft picks. And then now you are without a, a number one receiver yet again. You have Jalen Reger ortega um, side, which I no idea why he's still on this team. Just you know exactly the reason why he's on team. In a preseason game, how many opportunities we're going to give this guy. Whatever. Someone really wants him on this team. <laughs> it, 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 so many holes open up if one guy does not work out. And this team is once again back at the start because you're already trying to make things work with a new quarterback, new starting quarterback, and now you have to deal with Weak spots. God forbid, um, something doesn't work out with our running back depth, which is uh, one positive that we have going into the season. For me personally, uh, other than the improved um, secondary, only but, three running backs back there too yeah, this year. You yeah, remember only yeah, three. Yeah, and they felt comfortable enough to only have three. Cut the guys. Jordan, Jordan Howard now ball. on the practice squad. Um, I believe Jordan Howard's still on the practice squad. He might get picked up by someone. Um, because I I always like Jordan Howard but it it means so much if Devontae Smith does well for the Eagles
0: well let me just say this real fast before you go Um, I think this year was one of my favorite drafts for the Eagles in recent memory and this is one of those times where with with Howard Roseman the amount of heat that he's taken this might be one of those years where if people underperform uh, when I say that I mean Devontae Smith maybe Landon Dickerson can't get healthy blah 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 all the question marks you sit back on paper and you're like well we took two Alabama players from the best program in the country in the first two rounds. We took the Heisman Trophy winner, and we took—I mean, I know an injury-prone offensive lineman, but some guys, some people say, if this dude wasn't hurt, he would have been another lot or lot—I well, shouldn't say lottery pick, but top twenty, top fifteen pick, probably. So, in my opinion, at the end of the day, if this stuff doesn't work out, I can't sit here and be mad at Howie because I would have done the same damn thing if I was in his, his shoes.
1: Yeah, and the, yeah, and the situation he was in, you almost can't blame Howie. And at this point, you get you got to put the. The blame on the players, you know. Sometimes you know draft picks just don't work out. I mean, hell, I think Nelson Aguilar is starting to improve himself little by little, and he was a first round pick. I mean, you mar- you can arguably put that in Chip kelly's hands but even still, it's still a first round pick. But it, it, sometimes things just don't work out, and, and you know what? It's still it's still going to be Howie. It's how we still going to get the blame? Because it's still Howie at the end of the day, the world at this point. right? Because at the end of the day, you know, there's still going to be players after Devonte Smith who perform well. Who's going to be like, oh look, you know, how he missed on that guy? Like you're still going to hear those. And trust me, and believe me, when I say this, I'm not getting Howie Roseman's back. I'm not. I refuse to get Howie Roseman's back. I'm just making a simple statement. But I agree with y'all to a thousand to a thousandth degree. Devonte Smith needs to work out. Not he needs to. Not that he should. He needs to work out for the Philadelphia Eagles. He needs to be the number one receiver that we drafted him to be. He needs to be that number one wideout for Jalen Hurts because, typically really, to be honest with you, their careers are pretty much aligned with each other. The only way one can do good is if the other does good. Exactly. I just he made everything look so effortless at Alabama, um, and I
0: know it's because the program is great. But he's listening. He's going up against Clemson, uh, or not? Was it Clemson? Ohio State. Obviously, he went up in the championship. Long story short, what were they play in that first in that first round? I think it was the Notre Saints. Dame. Yeah. Notre Dame. They destroyed oh, Notre Dame. That's right. So, uh, legitimate top-notch talent at the highest level of college football. Playing in the SEC, the best conference of college football. This isn't the Big 12 where they don't play defense. So, he, he went against the top competition. Made things look effortless. Made ridiculous plays. Now, I'm not too worried about him getting hurt either. I know people are saying, you know, he's thin. He's yeah, I'm strong. not worried about that. I think his route running, his speed, his separation – um, his ball skills where were he would really catch the football as a receiver. I mean, you don't see him drop too many passes. Um, athleticism, I mean, this guy has it all except for his size and I don't really necessarily think that's a negative thing. I mean, of course, you'd rather have him get some you know, have some meat on him. Of course, but at the end of the day, it's not if that's
1: if that's his only weakness. I mean, hell, I'm taking that ten times out of ten. Exactly, that's the only thing I got to worry about. And Deshaun Jackson wasn't the biggest guy either, but he still got the job done, especially in the beginning of his career. He only started to break it down towards the end right. when he started really taking those nasty hits. But well, he was always labeled as a deep threat. Devontae Smith, him, he's not really just labeled as a deep throw He's an all round Yeah, exactly. Yeah,
0: slot. He can line up and he can he can run those under under routes. He can run the curls. He can run the deep ball, the slant. He can run the out route. I mean, everything. I think Hurts has surprised me, really. That's one thing I will say about that. I think his accuracy has been a lot better than Wentz, especially last year. Couldn't have gotten much worse, of course. Mm. But uh, his accuracy, especially to those quick out routes where you have to basically snap it and then just fire that thing off, those quick two steps, and then, boom, you get got to fire it to the outside. He's putting the ball right where it needs to be, at least from what I've seen um, last season specifically and then even in the training camp. Um, there's been mixed reviews, but we'll see.
1: Yeah, we'll see. And I think I think all that just takes time. He's a young quarterback. And I've always said that sometimes quarterbacks just need time to develop. I mean, he's a second round pick for a reason. The guy just needs to develop. The guy just needs a supporting uh, coaching staff around him to be able to grow. You know, sometimes you just can't throw these guys to the wolves. Everybody's just not prepared for that. This some some guys are, and I and I understand that you only have a certain amount of shelf life with these guys before you have to pay them the big bucks. So you want them to you want them to to succeed, you want them to perform. I understand all that, but sometimes these guys just need to develop. I mean, shoot, the Green Bay Packers have been doing it for years. Brett Barr with Aaron Rodgers, and now the process now with Jordan, by the way, Jordan Love looks horrible. I I don't know if you guys have caught any uh, Green Bay Packers uh, preseason games. Jordan Love is is absolutely horrendous. I've never seen anything like that in my life. But anyway, sometimes a player just needs development. That's all. Development, a little bit of support, a little bit of love,
2: and look, that's just my personal opinion. I agree, and I I think Jalen Hurts is going to ease into that starting role, and he's going to prove Prove to us that he can be that darn quarterback, but I just want to go over the captains that were recently named for the Eagles. Mm -hmm. Alex Singleton, Fletcher Cox, Jalen Hurts, Brandon Graham, Jason Kelsey, Rodney McLeod. Is there anyone in there that surprises you? Alex Singleton? Yeah. Alex Singleton raised my eyebrows. And I'm like, wow, really? Alex Singleton? What about... Darius Slay not being named a captain. Now I know you already got Rodney McLeod over there. At captain, I think. But. I think because
1: of Darius, I think because Darius Slay has only been on the Eagles for two seasons, I think that's the reason why. I mean typically with quarterbacks, quarterbacks are automatically considered, if you want to make the Jalen Hurts argument, quarterbacks are automatically considered the captain. Alex Singleton definitely surprises me because I always looked at Alex Singleton as a guy that you know the Eagles never really valued linebackers. He was a guy that we picked up. You know, last year via, you know, undrafted free agency. And I I honestly didn't think that he would go that far. This far. I honestly didn't. But apparently he, he's turning some heads, apparently. So, you know what? I got to get comfortable with the fact that, you know, Alex Singleton might be the guy moving forward. You know, maybe the Rodney McLeod argument, too. I know was a captain in the past, but this guy just blew out his knee
0: last season uh, with his ACL. Coming back, hopefully he's healthy. But, again, another guy who really hasn't been on the field. I mean, you can't be a catcher and not be on the field, too. I don't understand that. I mean, that's I get true. It. He's got a lot of clout in the league, veteran presence. I understand that. But you're not on the field all through training camp. You get handed the seed. I mean, you show up week one, this is a guy who everybody surrounding you hasn't seen your face on the field in 12 months, 8, 10 months. I mean, I get it. He's been around, and he's produced at a high level at times for the Eagles.
1: But if you want to make that Ryan the argument, I'm right there with you. I mean that's true. That's true. I understand what you're saying, but I don't know if you've seen some of the hype videos. But Ronnie McLeod is the guy that's really hyping everybody up, and that—that's why he's always been a vocal leader. Yeah, a vocal leader on and off last year,
2: year. Last year's captains were on special team. There was two on special team: Duke Riley and Craig James. And that's a yeah, those two James. were captain. Yeah, that's Eagles. Yeah, right. the, the CT right there before the season even started. You should have known that was a that was a red flag. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and they had That'll just they just add were added onto the roster instead of nineteen. When <laughs> that happens, and a year later, they So obviously, Carson Wentz was one of the captains. Oh, God. You have Brandon Graham, Fletcher Cox, and Rod McLeod, and Jason Kelsey, who were also captains that are just reinserting themselves so, because those are the guys in the locker room, mm-hmm. obviously. You look towards it now. I'm talking about Darius Slay too, because that okay, he hasn't been on the Eagles for a while, just a season, but that's a guy who if there's someone struggling in the secondary, that's that's who they go to exactly. And uh, I mean, I'm all for. It. Even though, once again, he wasn't on the Eagles. I mean, if you name him captain, he's a guy that's definitely going to help out the Eagles. Yeah. Well, I know that you have people listening, and uh, even ourselves get tired of talking about this
0: sometimes. But, you know, a week from today, we'll be talking about either an Eagles win or an Eagles loss. And I know we went over the score predictions and everything like that about, what, four or five months ago now at this point? Yep. Are we all sticking by what we
1: said originally? Yeah, I'm going to stick by what I said. Did I, think
2: I unfortunately, rule a loss? I think same?
1: you did rule a loss for week one. I got to
2: check that. because I know
1: I, I know I ruled him a win. Because the next <laughs> the next four games, whoo, that, that man, that's a rough schedule going. Forward. I want to
0: say I gave him a win too, but truthfully, you know me, I think yeah, you, in one ear out the other. For you, flip flop like a pancake. I really, and I don't, even, I really, really don't.
1: don't. As soon as you, as soon as something that gets cooking, you you ready to flip? I the am side.
0: on the fence. I am on the fence with everything. I will rip my shorts on the fence because I'm stuck to the <laughs> fence right, for
2: so our long. Our week one prediction. Are you ready for this? Wait, Tanner wrote it down. So let me, let me get <laughs> a little This roll. from the video. This is hilarious because Max and I are on the same side here. When we say the Eagles are going to get a win. T. T. I you predicted the to T. Whoa. Oh. You said that they were going to start off wow. 0-1. Max and I 1-0. That's what we like to hear. There's the positive so, news. <laughs> so that's that's wow. just going back on our videos. And if you haven't watched that, we have a video on our Instagram. A uh, couple Scrolls and you'll find it, it's the Eagles' schedule prediction. Yeah, you can At the Philly Experience to. Podcast on Instagram and see how wrong or right we are. Well, there yeah. you go. Apparently, T has no idea what he said. Yeah, yeah. shut up.
0: Let's <laughs> go, birds, and let's see what the score could be, too. That's another thing. I don't know if we did it on our page or not, but I'm assuming we didn't. I don't think we did that. I'm assuming think we we're thinking maybe middle of the pack scoring here, maybe like 24 20 birds. Yeah, I, honestly, that's where I'm leaning towards. I don't, I don't think, think the Eagles get 20 points actually. I'll say the Birds really? get. No, do they get the 20 points? Mm, you know
1: what, Too. I'll say they get 20. I'll, I'll say 2017 Eagles win. I'm pretty much at that. I'm not at a, a 24 20 win. Um, you, Matt Ryan is still Matt Ryan. For some reason or another, this team struggles against Matt Ryan, especially on defense. Matt Ryan can still make plays mm-hmm. against this team. You know what, T, um, Because I said the Eagles won't get 20 points, I'll say. And I didn't really want to go with 1917.
0: That's just a random ass score. But I'll say 1917 Birds. That's a weird
2: score. Nineteen seventeen. Just a, just throw just why not? Dark throw. That's a we're weird We're throwing darts. I'm not sold on my schedule prediction, but I'm just gonna go ahead and put the paint off twenty four seventeen Eagles. I, just, okay. I right. don't see the Eagles really getting on a board of that much. But as my as our schedule prediction said, I have them winning, so.
0: Stick with it. I like the I like the way we're all thinking. I said the Eagles were gonna win ten games. So there's gonna be a lot of talk when I'm hyping up this team. Yeah, you State are know, way too positive. That could be,
2: you know, with two and seven, and I'm still. You had like, them with, I believe, was it ten wins? 10-7. You see, I have them. I believe was, um, a half, eight and nine? nine. Yeah, I think you did I have them. Have, I had them. I think practice? nine and eight. Nine and eight. Okay. I believe. Hmm. I believe it was nine. Well,
0: like I said to you at the time, I was speaking for the fan in me. <laughs> I'm still, you know, ride or die, baby. Ride or die with this team. I know we're we're, you know we're to be about halfway through the show, maybe a little bit more. Yeah, something like that. um, I know we got a transition, and I know we want to touch on the Philadelphia Phillies because a week ago we We were sitting here talking about you know we're dead in the water, you know screw this team, this team sucks. We got no bullpen. Who was saying that? Well, me? uh, I will say some guys sitting to my left. Mm. Um, But no, because here's the thing: nobody on this set right now is wrong because it's the Philadelphia Phillies in 2021. It's the inconsistency. It's the let's go out there and sweep this team. Let's come back and lose two out three to the Marlins or whatever it may be. So uh, most recently, obviously, we've got to talk about that, and we touched on the 12 nothing victory over the Milwaukee Brewers. Personally, the starting pitching for us has been pretty solid, except for Kyle Gibson got destroyed in his last start, and Aaron Nola hasn't been the Aaron Nola of old. And it's almost like at this point most of the fans are thinking, if we can get six innings with three runs from Nola, it's like we'll definitely take that with his ERA now 4.54 on the season. He's got a whip of one point one three, which is definitely serviceable, but the ERA is just too inflated for my liking.
1: I'm sorry, I'm not. I'm just not convinced about Aaron Nola anymore. Like I, I've been out tonight, by the way. Honestly, I've been out on Aaron Nola for the longest because for me, it's the inconsistencies. And I remember us having a show about this not too long ago. Like, we were talking about... And it, this There shouldn't even be a discussion at this point. Why is Aaron Noah still being discussed as a, as a future ace? Is he is he, an, is he an ace or not? Because he's our second guy. But he sh- that should not be a discussion at this point. It really shouldn't. We should not still be discussing whether or Kyle, not this man think, is an ace. Do you think Kyle Gibson better than Aaron oh, no.
0: <laughs>
1: It's hard to make that argument of yes. <laughs> so, that's a... That, but that's saying something. That's an issue.
0: You know who really hurt us this year? The guys, Zach will not being healthy because... Matt Moore's basically out of the rotation now. Vince Velasquez is not going to be back, and even if he is, he's going to be inserted into the bullpen. Chase, Chase Anderson's yeah, gone. That's what so I was going to say. And then you have Ranger Suarez, who's been very solid for us in that fourth spot. But our, it, it looks like if we look at the schedule going forward, it's like every fifth day. It's like a bullpen game almost, because we really don't have anybody to rely on. Matt Moore came in against the Brewers. In that eighth inning, when we were up eleven nothing, and he and he strikes out the side. I mean, it's just I, maybe it's all mental with him. Him, I, I don't know. I mean, talent obviously has to do with it, but it's like how how do you come in and do your thing where you, you dominate the Reds, who are a wild card team right now, a couple of weeks ago, and then you get shelled against you know poor opponents, and then all of a sudden you come in and relieve and strike out the side against the Brewers team. And it's so it's that's that's the frustrating thing. It's not even him specifically the player. It's the team in twenty twenty one as a whole.
1: It's 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 frustrating from it's frustrating because I, I trust me, guys, I, I wanna be a fan. I want to chair on the Phillies. Like I wanna I wanna support this team. I can't support inconsistency. I have a huge issue with you, that. You know I gotta bring up this topic too real fast. Go ahead. Chandler, come on, you know what I'm gonna say. Just do it.
2: Just do I'm, it. I'm ready for it All right. because T, T T you know what I'm gonna T's say. He's pissing T. me off. T. We're All talking right. about the Phillies. T's pissing me off because he jumped off that bandwagon max. Broke his ankle. He's crawling all the way back there. We're trailing along. We just beat the Brewers, twelve nothing. You got, you got Bamboo Miller over there, a two home run game again, and and this guy thinks he can't get it done. He thinks they can't get it done and go to the playoffs. That's just eh, that's beyond me. I don't listen. Okay, I did a show. Um, I did an
1: overnight show on uh, actually yesterday with Dave Urum, and he asked me to come up with a, a list of five reasons. Five reasons the Phillies will make it and five reasons they won't. I never got a chance to say this list, so I'm going to say it right now. I'm going to start with the positive. Bryce Harper. If Bryce Harper continues— Say that again, Tate? Shut up. If Bryce Harper Harper continues this MVP campaign that he's really on, and he's really turned it on, I'm not even going to lie— can the Phillies make the playoffs? Absolutely. How about Max the hair flow? Too? Imagine, to imagine the
2: hair yeah. flow and how it's. I'm not. not I'm not to, to put hard. a crown on his fat head that he has. Right. In his
1: right. I'm, not like that. I'm not stroking it. I'm not stroking him like you are. I refuse. I just want to the people that. out there to
0: know the hair flow
1: is on his own point here in September. I'm not stroking his. I'm not stroking. Right. Anyway, bullpen management. Now the bullpen management has actually gotten better, which has been a little bit of a shocker to me. Ian Kennedy has come in a couple times and has actually come in and come in clutch, so I can appreciate that. The simplicity of the schedule. Okay, the schedule is... Uh, favorable. Schedule is favorable. Cool. Yeah. Nothing to lose mentality. Yes, because at this point, what do you got to lose? You might as well try just, to go they off They
2: just time. need to make the playoffs. That's it. They don't need to win no World Series yet. They just need to make the postseason. Correct. I mean, and, correct. And the, last, in. and the last reason I got...
1: you guys remember? What was the 2017 Philadelphia Eagles thing? Underdogs. They have an underdog mentality. World against the Phillies. See, that's that last point there was uh, nice. no, the I'm underdog thinking. thing. It's like they're, they're pretty. Who, shitty who, who were they? I mean,
0: this, this, let, let me say this: I'm, I, they're on paper. You look at the Phillies lineup; that's shitty as hell. I mean, it's. I mean, who they Matt Beerling. And listen, Matt and nothing against the guy; he's been solid as hell when he's come up. He's like eleven for eighteen, whatever it may be. But Ronald Torres all of a sudden looks like Derek Jeter out there. You got Alec Bowman in the minor leagues. I, I think overall, when you have like Travis Jankowski, and it's just like. When we first had the you take the opening day roster with the opening day lineup. Mm. You put it next to A couple games ago when we had the Marlins the Marlins series and you had like Matt Be- Matt Beerling and Travis Jankowski and Ronald Terreyas and Freddie Galvez, it's like those are four guys in the middle of your lineup. There's a four so, like guys. Herrera who who wasn't on the roster at the beginning of the season if we if we remember. Those it's are like, also four guys that nobody really knows about. So in so full circle here when we talk about the underdog mentality, it's like are they underdogs? Because most people don't expect them to do anything. Exactly. I don't think people expect them to make pluses. The Braves, the Reds, the Padres. I mean, if you ask any MLB fan, they're like, those three teams are better. So, underdog, right. it's like maybe in a way they are, but it's like if you really watch every single one of these games this season, the culture doesn't seem to be the same as like compared to the Eagles 2017 right. where everybody kind not, of caught
2: in. And it's not that they're underrated either. They're exactly where they should be. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. People are talking about them because Bryce Harper's playing. Zach Wheeler is putting up a, a Cy Young yep. like, a, like a appearance, right? And you have all those going for you, and I believe Joe Girardi said he's going to look towards his fan every five. I, I think it was every five. Days. Well, it's smart because you can't rely on Matt Moore. Now hey, you're okay. trying to win a division. You want to send Matt Moore.
0: What does that tell your fan base? If you're trying to win a division. Matt Moore's out there every fifth day. Yeah. What do you say? What does that tell your fan base? <laughs> I'm trying to lose. I'm good. I'm yep. just trying to go home. I mean, you can't. You can't do it. So I, I, I finally on my late front property finally realizes. An issue with that. The only question is: is the bullpen deep enough to be successful with it? You have JD Hammer, who's come up and looked pretty solid in a few outings. He just got roughed up against Miami the other night, I understand. Uh, you have Alvarado off the injured list. Neris has looked very solid final in that in that relief middle relief role take. Look,
2: look at the. All right, i look, look at the previous. I outings. know it's you but I know what you're talking about. Look at the up. previous See, outings. It's oh. not deep enough to win the or to win a playoff series. But it, it's deep enough to get there. And that actually, it's funny that you say that because now
1: I'm about to get into five reasons why they won't make it. And uh-huh. y'all just talked about number one, this damn bullpen. Once again, can this bullpen can I mean, be reliable? It's, just, it's understandable.
0: Ian <laughs> Kennedy allowing a little bit, too, too many home runs for my liking. I think I mentioned that before, but... You have, the ball starts flying at this time of the season. It does. Yeah, just, yeah. But, but, but like I mentioned, you have the bullpen, but also that fifth start every single day. Are they going to have the depth
1: to do it? I'm not 100% sure. Hopefully they, they can't pull it. Num- number two reason, lack of bats. You just talked about the type of players that they have Fair to put enough. out there now. All right. Which hasn't been as
0: big of an issue as I thought to this point. And yeah. uh, listen, it's only been a week since uh, I mean, Hoskins goes down. That's, That's kind true.
2: of a stale point after a 12 nothing game where there were six home runs. Man, it's true. Number three, now, I don't think that they have any trouble with this, but it could be a possibility
1: that they overlook their schedule, they overlook the people, the, the teams that they have to play. It's a possibility. Teams might get, you know, team might get comfortable. If they lose any one of those games against the Orioles, I'm,
0: I'm going to lose my mind. Yeah. You have
2: to expect the loss, though. I'm going to yeah, lose. For this Marlins
0: season. The Orioles are losing on purpose. Yeah. Yeah. If they lose a game to the Orioles, I will lose my uh, mind. Yeah, if
2: they don't sweep that series, I, we they got Not two out of three. three. I want to sweep. Yeah. I want to sweat. Yeah, that a little bus. Bit of a money ball move over there in Baltimore. <laughs> number, there.
1: Four, number four reason. History repeating yeah, itself. Y'all know how I feel about, you know, how, how the Phillies have been doing these past couple seasons, how they performed. And, nah, I don't uh, like that point. Let, <laughs> let me fill in a point for you in
0: place of that because I just thought of one. Okay. The Braves schedule is also easy. The Braves schedule... If you look at it from now until the end of the season, you can replace that point with the Braves' schedule being favorable. They have a couple of they have the Diamondbacks still, they have the Rockies still. I'm sure they got the Marlins and Nationals are awful. The Mets who are
2: mediocre as the season's gone on. Um, I think they have the Padres too. Are- they got the Giants, the Padres, um, of course, the Diamondbacks series in between, then the Mets. Uh, to end it with the Phillies a couple of uh, poor teams, there's a couple of poor teams in there,
1: and my fifth and final point, and I think this does not this cannot be overlooked and i've I've typically leaned towards more and blame more of this season on the opposite, but Joe Girardi is really in question at this point, like it let's be honest here, if this team does not make the playoffs. Joe Girardi is probably on a hot
0: seat. I'll say this: I'm sure your work colleague Joe Giglio wants you that <laughs> wants that to be your first
1: point. First no, off, <laughs> uh, Look, uh, look, I'm not. I don't have a problem with Girardi. I'm honestly, a manager does not really win that many games or lose that many games for you in a in a season. All right, this is really this is the, this is a sport that's really geared towards the performance of the players. But you cannot you cannot say that Joe Girardi has made some questionable decisions.
0: He has. And I want to say specifically with the starters, when they're pulled, when they're not pulled, that could be your
2: number one argument. Yes. I'm going to surprise the, the listeners in T right here. I'm going to have to add on to your why they will not make the playoffs list, even though I, I'm, I'm pretty sure they will. I, I'm passing people on the street. I'm wearing a Philly hat. They're like, are they going to make the playoffs? I got... Division or wild card. It's got to be a division. It's got to be the division. There's no... I don't see them winning the wild card. Um. So, I'm, the point I'm going to add is... Albie's is back for the Braves, and then he, he, his, I think it was his first game back. He crushes a home run yeah, against the Rockies. Um, but he, he's back. Brought up the uh, the the little soft spots of their schedule. Of course, they have. They, have, I believe, it's a four game series with the with the Padres, mm-hmm. or is it the Giants? And then the Diamondback and the Padres. They have the Giants again. I gotta check. They, I, I think they have a Giants series. I gotta check. Uh, coming up again, but um, I'll look it up. I have it right here. But it, I just can't. I, yeah, I'm they, sorry. We have know. the Giants. Where at? I on the road? At Giants. Okay. Okay. Which what, is, by what the dates way, is what date for us? What for us? 18th, 19th, and 20th.
1: Which, by the way, the Giants are still the hottest team in the MLB. And I, I
2: have a serious, serious problem with that. Yeah. So when you said soft spot, I mean, it, it, they basically have the same schedule as the Phillies.
0: Give or take a few opponents, yeah. but yeah. I will say, are the Braves the better team than the Phillies? And the, are, yeah, are, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so my point is, like, are the Phillies going to luck into in the playoff spot well, because of their schedule? What's going to happen through? is the
2: Braves are going to lose their spot. It's not the Phillies are taking it; the Braves are losing.
0: Okay, so you're saying that the, I mean, on paper, right now, the Braves are probably the better team than yeah. the Phillies, but the Braves are going to the Braves are going to lose their spot. The Phillies aren't going to grab it and take it.
2: Oh, don't get me wrong, the Phillies are going to be winning some important games. Are they going to, to luck into winning division 2? Yes. Yep, yep. Okay. okay. Are they going to luck into winning division too, or are they not making it at all? They're not making it. Well, he, I'm, he still, I'm still saying it's not my stance. He can't switch his decision. I'm not going he to switch it. I'm not going to switch uh, it. Going into the studio. God, I want to believe have, in this team. So much. Either way, I'm not going to switch it. Believe in you team. You just have to go with it, Max, because I'm passing people on the street and they're asking if the Phillies are going to win the playoffs. I'm like 100%. You think I'm going to back out on my man's right now, Bryce Harper? I'm riding the I'm riding
0: the the bus down the road right now, the party bus, and I'm driving the thing. Bryce isn't driving the thing. I'm, he's in the
2: passenger seat, and we're letting anybody on. So if you want to hop on, no, no, right no, 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 he can't. He can't hop on, Max. We discussed this last Fine. show. All right. He's done. Ankles are broken. Uh, he's just <laughs> crawling behind the, the wagon. Get, it's not me, coming back. Let me ask Bryce real
0: quick if uh, he's allowed on for the no, first he, he's not. He yet. said no. He no. said you're not allowed on. No, no, You've know, no. you know, you just been down on the team too much this season. Okay. Um, but again, the consolation prize if you don't get in? Uh, Bryce Harper, MVP. Wow. I yeah, a hell of a
1: consolation prize. Bryce Harper, MVP.
0: I'll take that. I'll take that. I mean, listen. What and, does and, that do for the team, though? Well, give a damn T, day. T, Bryce Harper got an MVP and you know no Bryce playoffs. Bryce got a special place in my heart. I'll take a bullet for that, man.
1: Oh, wow. That's that's you are really stroking him right now, and it's really disturbing. Like it, it's sickening. See, come on, off camera. How many how many conversations have we had about Bryce? I understand you've had conversations that brought up to me about Bryce Harper. I've never I've never stroked nobody like that before. That that's ridiculous. Well, is Jimmy Rollins the
2: last Philly to win MVP? I think yeah. Yeah, okay. he's the last little Philly to win MVP. Yeah, that seems about right. That's what fourteen years ago. Hey guys, do all right.
1: <laughs> so, we got five minutes left, uh, and Tanner, go ahead and bring up what you was going to bring up about Ben Simmons because I gotta have, listen. I'm out of Ben you Simmons. Have though, ben you have Simmons <laughs> Ben Simmons,
2: which I do not, but I had to search him down because I saw some of absurd posting on Twitter. Ben Simmons having a little day with his cars, fancy cars, putting them in the trailer, head down, LA hat on, um, you know, just, uh, he's got a picture, his hands are almost touching the car door, he's got a picture, he's putting the car in the trailer, um, T, this guy is scum of the earth right now. And let me <laughs> wow. tell you why, because not only is he not in the gym right now, okay, I get it, they, they're allowed to have their days off, but if he's saying, If he's complaining about the Philly fan base, why are you doing these stupid things? Like, why are you posting... First of all, you're wearing an L.A. hat. You already know the rumors he wants to go to L.A. somewhere. He wants to be in California. You got the Kings, the Warriors, and the Lakers, obviously. Uh, And to it's, it's really the L.A. hat and Rich Paul being his agent. That really gets me. T- and I know you wanted to, to talk about this, and you said it wasn't really it, – it's not fair to call Ben Simmons out for this. It's more fair to go on Rich Paul. I'm going to counter your
1: argument and
2: understand. Listen,
1: I just came from a vacation two weeks ago. Everybody needs, to, everybody needs
2: some sort of debugging, relaxation from whatever the hell – He was at Wimbledon. Right? That, that, am I Am I wrong? Yeah. That, that's, With his yeah. girlfriend, smooching yeah. on camera. Okay. okay. There's your day off. These guys are professional athletes. Mm-hmm. You get like, okay, a week and a half off. I, I don't know how it really goes. But he's in L.A. LA. He's Okay, we, we saw the Planet Fitness training videos mm-hmm. that he was having, practicing <laughs> against guys he got off the weight bench that had been there for an hour. They're tired, not putting their hands up. He's hitting jump shots. But why... Okay, instead of getting more cars, get a jump shot. That's, that's all I got to say. You no, know,
0: I love it because, see, obviously, you're, you're Eagles at I'm number one at heart. Tanner, I think we all know that you're a Sixers, probably number one at heart. Yeah, um, I'm um, a number one at heart. So it works out well for all of us. With the Ben Simmons situation, I want to ask you guys this question because I had a couple, a couple of my buddies in the group chat yesterday mm-hmm. throw me a text and it said the Sixers and the Raptors are in advanced talks to acquire. Ben Simmons in exchange for Pascal Siakam and maybe something else. Because Pascal Siakam—they're probably pulling my leg. They're probably pulling my leg, right? Because it's like, ha ha, Max, you, you gullible bastard. But, <laughs> um, That's exactly what you're know saying. What I'm saying so. But at the end of the day, what do you guys think about that offer? At this point, I think you guys are in the same boat. It seems like we
1: no. At, that
2: does nothing for nothing. Siakam
1: you. doesn't do anything for the team. You're just
2: putting more load on to Embiid. Yeah.
1: As a matter of fact, Siakam, I can see if Siakam was more of a perimeter player, but he's not. it be beneath that paint.
2: This is my point. Like
0: There's guys around the league saying, or, or guys in our circle, saying, why don't you just trade him for Buddy Hill and Marvin Bagley and guys like that. Well, if you do that, sure, Buddy Hill can shoot, but you got to have a guy that can
1: handle the ball. And I don't know if I'm ready to let Maxie be that number one guy yet. Not only that, but... I'm saying he can't be. Not only that, but you're not getting the, exactly a good value back. Listen, here's what I think was going to happen, and I'm going to say this right now. Your point guard going into, the, going into the NBA season will be one Benjamin Simmons. There's no getting around that. Why? Because you're not getting the deal that you want for him. You're not. I, I'm sorry. I hate to break your balls. But, but won't that cause too many headaches if you're Darryl Moore and you, you need to get him out? Listen, I, I need to get a value, I need to give value back. If I'm going to get rid of this
2: player, I'm going to give value back for him. You know what team I think he should go to? Mm. And, I, and unfortunately, I have to think about Ben Simmons' feelings as well. I don't um, give a damn about those feelings. Yeah, I don't, but I don't know, I don't you I have, to because that. That. that's how a trade's going to work out. And, and you got they, Rich Paul. Yeah, that's not my Yeah, uh, well, rich. I understand his point because he's saying yeah.
0: if you try to send him to Minnesota and Ben's like, right. screw that, well, the Minnesota's going to be like,
2: all right, he doesn't even want to come here. Right. Man, so, that's yeah. that's the, hey, he's under contract. He well, send, him not just just send him to the Spurs. No, no, no. for him. He's not going to get anything Send him to the Spurs. Greg Popovich, you know, they're good guy. Spurs have nobody that's worth anything. That's my only issue. Another team at this would have point. To point be able at this point. Countries. At this point, it's teams taking Ben Simmons off our hands, not us giving them Ben Simmons. Pascal Siakam is better than any of the players. this Spurs: Murray, White, I'd Pascal Johnson have and John. a first rounder, maybe protected, maybe. I don't, I don't know. But see, I'd rather ben have Simmons. Siakam than any of these guys because I don't think any of the guys. Ben Simmons and Danny Green to the Spurs for. Because, Danny Green, another guy say,
0: we haven't mentioned. He's a, he's a guy that was shitting on the city right, right after the season head. ended. And now
1: he's going to come back in the sixth year uniform, right? And, and I would not exactly it shitting on the city. In
2: the well, you know what I meant. I mean, I, I should have clarified. Your fan base thinking they're too. Ra- I mean, like that's that's how we are. We're both clearing space for to bring another star in after you get Ben Simmons. there's three guys who uh, White is a shooting guard, so you you don't need Danny. Where did you get this, spur? Did this you were thinking about this, or did you read an article, or what? I saw, so, I was playing 2K. <laughs> <laughs> <But> listen, <laughs> listen. I'm like, how, how can I make this team better? <laughs> and two now, I so see, is listen to me, these people love playing 2K. They, they know where I'm at right now. But uh, I looked at a list of teams, and I looked up the Spurs, and I scrolled down. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on Google right now. I'm not on 2K. But you, those are a top 10 team that they're talking about with trades, and they're interested. And you have Greg Popovich, who is a great coach. Um, he's an Olympic. Player. How much longer is he going to be coaching? And who knows, man? I mean, how how, how much longer is Tom Brady going to be throwing the football for? <laughs> not, but, um, I think he can really help out. Ben now, Ben wants to go to LA. I understand that, but in San Antonio, here, take this you know, is what I think. is what, I'm what I think. In the early, this process, if you're if you're gonna
0: pull the trigger, this process should have been done a lot earlier. You had Malcolm Brogdon possibly on the table, a legit point guard that scored the basketball and facilitate as well. You had Colin Sexton on the table, him and K-Love package. That was on the table for you. You didn't want to accept that. Colin Sexton, the guy who's probably a score-first mentality, but can, he's a point guard, a guy can ball handle. That's what you want, step in and be your number one guy. Okay. And then they didn't want to do that. So then it turned to, okay, maybe they can do something. Maybe they can acquire uh, Buddy Heald and something with the Kings, but at the same time, they can sign Kyle Lowry and still – even though Buddy heals a shooting guard, he can't really ball handle. You have your point guard and Kyle Lowry to sign a ball handle yeah. and blah. They didn't want to do that, so now you're in a situation where you can't, or it, I shouldn't say you can't, but it's going to be very difficult because it's the rumors that you have swirling around outside of Minnesota because you have the D'Angelo Russell uh, uh, option where he might be able to step in, but he, again, he's more of a shooting guard scorer, but he can still he's shown the capabilities of ball handling. But you don't have an option where you can say, hey, that dude can step in and be our point guard. It's more like Buddy Heald's shooting guard, uh, I'm Warriors, f- Draymond
1: Green, not really a point guard. You know what I mean? So, you don't get that true point guard. I'm going to end this show um, on this note. Um, I understand what everybody is saying. But I'm just telling you what Darren Mar is going to do. And what the synopsis is of what the, what the Sixers want to do. Ben Simmons is an all-star talent, and there's no denying that. So, because of the because of his pedigree, you're not going. Daryl Morty's not going to settle for anything. He's not going to settle for a Buddy Hill. He's not going to settle for a D'Angelo Russell. I bet it, he it's will. It's not going to happen. I bet he'll settle. He that Daryl Morty's not it. that type of person. I, the only way he's going to settle is if this
2: situation gets a whole lot more messy. How much messier can it get? He's already not playing when the seat when the, when the um, in practice, and that's why he's
1: going to get fined until he comes back. He did.
2: Still I just told court. you about these pictures that he's sending of his million-dollar he car. He's not if, coming he back. He doesn't want to come back, but well, that's not my issue. He doesn't want to as, come back. Okay, gonna I'm going to settle.
1: Okay, I'm gonna end it like this. It's going to be like Carson. Wentz. Okay, I'm going to end it like this. You're under contract. I have you as a player, and if you don't show up, then guess what? You're going to get fined. We're going to continue this See, conversation. If he they comes if he back, I'm sending you videos. 1.3. <laughs> $1.3 million he'll get fined if he doesn't show up. Exactly. Who, who the hell wants to pay that? guys missed any of this episode, you can always go to philly-experience.simplecast.com. Available on all major down platforms. I got more to say, T- I got more to say. Yeah, well, we're going to have to continue it next week. And look here, I'm going to have to go in on y'all a little bit, too, because I think sometimes, as Philly fans, we're a
2: little extreme. That's all right. That's what we're here for. Mm-hmm.
1: That was good.